In uncertain days, it is important to remember that our world is getting ready to meet God. We are all getting ready to meet Him. The King is coming. Today, we join Scott Pauley in walking through the final book of the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Our world is inundated with news, and frankly, most of it is bad news. We, we live in the age of the 24-7 news cycle, more news at our fingertips than our grandparents' generation uh, got in uh, several days' time. And uh, I tell you, the news at times can just get almost overwhelming. But I want you to know when God speaks, when the Lord sends news from heaven, now that, that gives a different perspective. We're in Revelation chapter 14. You'll remember that we have been walking through the tribulation age, seeing what the devil and the Antichrist and the false prophet are doing here on earth. And then when you come to Revelation 14, God lifts us to heaven. Aren't you glad God lifts our thoughts and affection and attention out of this world and shows us what's going on in glory? And in the opening part of Revelation chapter 14, we saw the Lamb standing on Mount Zion and 144,000 Jewish believers uh, who had come to God through the tribulation age, standing before the throne and worshiping the Lamb. Praise God, what a picture of victory. But then when you come to Revelation chapter 14, beginning in verse number 6, uh, God sends some news from heaven. He literally sends messengers, angels, three of them, with three distinct messages to the earth. Would you like to know what God's news from heaven is in Revelation 14? Because it has great application to us even now. Here's the first message, Revelation 14, verse 6. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come, and worship Him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. This is beautiful. The first news from heaven that earth receives during this period, the first message that is delivered, is a message of invitation. What a picture of the grace of God that to the very end, God doesn't want men to perish. And that to the very end of time, on the edge of eternity, on the brink of final forever judgment, God would send message to earth and say, Come to God. Believe the everlasting gospel. We know the word gospel, of course, means good news. We are to preach the gospel of the good news of the grace of God right now. We're to be giving people an invitation to come to Jesus right now while we can. But God will give uh, an invitation in the tribulation age. It's my conviction that those who had already rejected the gospel will have been so hardened they will not hear it and they will not respond to it. But there will be people... The 144,000 believers here in Revelation 14 are evidence of that, that there will be some who hear the message of the truth and who respond to it, uh, who come to God. Now, what is that everlasting gospel? I love the thought here that it is to those that dwell on earth of every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Once again, God reveals He's not prejudiced. That God loves all people. That Christ died for every man. That the way of salvation is to present it be presented to people of all backgrounds. Why? Because everybody's a sinner and everybody gets saved the same way. And the great invitation here is for them to fear God, give glory to God, and worship God. 
You see, in essence, that's really what salvation is all about. God is always seeking true worshipers. You remember in the previous chapter that the Antichrist was receiving worship. And the false prophet was preaching that everybody should worship the Antichrist. Well, now God is saying, no, no, if you want to live forever, you must worship the one true and living God alone. In the end, there really are only two religious systems. There's truth and error. There is that which is true and that which is a lie. In the end, it is either God or anyone and anything else. It is either the God of creation, the judge of all the earth, the one true Savior, or it is some other religious system. I wonder, have you believed on Christ? Have you responded to His invitation to come to Him? The first news from heaven is a message of invitation. Then in verse number 8, there's a message of condemnation. Listen to verse 8. And there followed another angel, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Now we'll hear more of this expression, Babylon. You'll remember that Babylon, of course, was that historical empire uh, that came against God's people. Well, in Revelation, prophetically, Babylon represents the kingdom of the Antichrist, the, the final world system here uh, that uh, is the system of the beast. And we'll study more about that in Revelation 17, Revelation 18. Uh, but notice the point is this, Babylon's going to fall. It fell the first time, it's going to fall again. A friend, the devil's way never wins in the end. Uh, study history and you'll find this principle. Study prophecy and you'll find this principle. I say to you today that in the end, those who refuse to believe and obey God will be condemned forever. Uh, Satan and all who follow him are doomed, are damned. Their own sin will cry out against them. And the judge of all the earth who knows the truth uh, will in the end bring all of that uh, to a climax. So we move from a message of invitation to a message of condemnation and then to the third message, this news from heaven, the message of division. In verse 9, the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, and the smoke of the torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and his image. And whosoever receiveth the mark of his name, here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus Christ. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Did you hear the two groups? There's a great distinction here, a very plain division. This is the message of division. There are only two people in the end. There are those who believe and those who do not believe. There are those who obey God and those who follow Satan. There are those who worship the Lord and there are those who give their worship to another. And I want you to know their end is very different. On one hand, you have those who will worship the beast. What is their end? Torment. Oh, my heart breaks as I read this tormented with fire and brimstone, the smoke of their torment ascending up forever and ever, no rest day or night. Oh, my friend, there is no peace to the wicked. There is no rest to those who give themselves to Satan and not to God. And by the way, there's only two groups of people in the world right now. You might think, well, I'm somewhere in between. No, you're not. You either belong to the Lord or you don't belong to the Lord. And on the other hand, you have those who worship God. And what a contrast. What is their end? 
Instead of their end being cursing, their end is blessing. Instead of their end being death, their end is actually life. Instead of their end being no rest, their end is rest from their labors. And I love this thought, and their works do follow them. In other words, their influence lives on. Uh, They receive crowns and rewards from their labors on the earth. Sometimes we use this verse even at funerals for those who've gone on, but specifically, interpretationally, it's about those who come to God during this tribulation period and what a division between those who know God and those who do not. Here's what has captured me as I've studied this news from heaven. It is very simply this, that it's basically essentially the same news that we have now. And it is this, all men need the Lord. Come to God and be saved. If you don't, you face condemnation and in the end there are only two groups of people, those who receive God and those who reject Him. Now, friend, it's going to intensify, no doubt, when you get to Revelation 14. This is very intense. But don't you think we ought to be intense now about getting the good news of the gospel out? May the Lord help all of us to get heaven's news out on earth today while we still can. The purpose of all Scripture is to see God. In Revelation, the curtain is pulled back and we are reminded not to simply look at world events but to look to Christ. We hope you will join us next time as Scott Pauley continues our study through this amazing book of the Bible. You may also join us right now for additional studies and a library of helpful resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will find several new features at our online home, and we trust they will be a blessing to you as you walk with God. Plan to visit us each day at enjoyingthejourney.org and we look forward to returning to Revelation on our next broadcast. Keep your eyes on Christ and look up. The King is coming.